turn, if you would, with me to the 146th Psalm. Psalm 146. This psalm is a little different from many others. Most psalms are a recounting of a story or a prayer to the Lord. This psalm is actually a message from the Lord through the psalmist to us, and it's actually a logical discussion with us. And I want to share this with you and, at the end of it, ask you to think how you're going to respond to the choices that you're given. Psalm 146, I will read it to you. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, will I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth forth, he returneth to his earth. In that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, which made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that therein is, which keepeth truth forever, which executeth judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry. The Lord looseth the prisoners. The Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. The Lord raiseth them that are bowed down. The Lord loveth the righteous. The Lord preserveth the strangers. He relieveth the fatherless and the widow. But the way of the wicked he turneth upside down. The Lord shall reign forever. Even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. I will admit that this psalm is my favorite. It has been my favorite probably over 15 years. And I am thankful as a child watching other brethren get up and do this very same thing years ago. I was looking forward to the day when I could do it myself. And I always waited to hear if someone would do this psalm because it's always excited me so much. I can't count the number of times I've read it I can't count the number of times I've sung it both in this assembly from our hymnals or sung it to myself or to my daughter. I can't count the number of times. I can't count how many times I've gone over the individual verses of it. And yet it took until I was preparing to present this to you that I really understood the psalm. That's the power of God's word is that you can look at it so many times and miss it. I've always seen this as just another listing of the greatness and goodness of God. I'd never realized the point that's being made here. This is a comparison. You have two sides presented. You have a list of pros and cons, and you're supposed to look at it and say, which side am I going to choose? And the the question is, where will you put your trust? Where will you look for help? Now, right away, the psalm is going to discount a lot of things. If you're going to put your trust in yourself, I'm going to be honest, you're very foolish. You have no strength of your own. You have no power to preserve anything of yourself. If you put your trust in your job, well... I think most of us have seen the jobs come and go. If you put your trust in your wealth, well, we can see people who in the last couple of years have managed to have their wealth halved by the destruction of the stock market. You can put your trust in many different things, but the psalmist is going to go for the greatest thing on this earth that you can find to put your trust on in, and that is a great and powerful ruler. In verse 2, well, verses 1 and 2 are, talk, are the introduction. It's talking about the glory that we should have in the Lord. This psalmist is not going to let you get away with giving him glory and telling you where you should be looking in the first place. Giving him glory constantly, having your trust in him. 
It opens with hallelujah, and it ends with hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. That's where the word comes from. But then you come to verse 3. Put not your trust in princes. Well, this is a comparison, but right away it already gives you a conclusion. You can put your trust there. Many men do. They look to some powerful benefactor to watch out for their good. Someone who has the strength and the might, like a monarch. Their power doesn't go away. They don't worry about being elected. So they maintain that strength. So you could, on one level, put your trust in those men. But put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. If you look at it properly, in the end, there really is no help there. His breath goeth forth. He returneth to his earth. In that very day, his thoughts perish. Now, many men uh, will use that particular verse and warp it to say that this verse is telling you that once we die, we're just annihilated if we're, if we're not the children of God. This is where they will go for annihilation to prove it, one of the verses. If you look at it in the context, though, that's not what's being said at all. It's giving you an example. When that prince dies, his intentions towards you to protect you are gone. There is no guarantee you will have any protection whatsoever anymore. So why put your trust there? He's going to die. He's just a man. And your trust and your hope is gone. So we have one side of the list, and I really don't see any pros. You can put your trust there, and there is no help. You can put your hope there, and he's going to die, and he's going to leave you. So there's the greatest hope on this plane of reality, on this earth. The greatest hope and trust you can have is in a man, and there's nothing good there. So now we're going to look at where the hope and the help is from the Lord. Yes. Right. Happy. What a word to begin with. Happy. Yes. Amen. Yes. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help. All right, we already have one pro and nothing on the other side. So already we have one side is superior. And it's just going to keep piling up of how good the Lord is. Right. Amen. Yes. Whose hope is in the Lord his God. We can have hope in him. Yes. Now, the, the thing is, well, men can do things for us. Really, as the psalmist already said, they have no help. So what kind of power does the Lord have? Who made, which made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that therein is. Yes. He made everything. Yes. You want power? You want strength? Amen. Imagine the power that made everything. Right. Compare that to the greatest man that there's ever been. That's nothing. Which keepeth truth forever. He maintains truth. The entire world is a lie, and it tries to destroy the truth. Yet why does it exist? He keepeth truth forever. Think about the power that combats the entire world, the lie that is the entirety of creation, yet he maintains it. That's power. And now we're going to go through a list of God telling you, these are my acts. You want to see me? You want to understand me? These are my acts. Which executeth judgment for the oppressed. Amen. How do the oppressed survive in this world against the mighty? It's because the power of the Lord maintains them. It's because he cares. This list of people, this list of groups that he watches over are the unfortunate, the ones with no real value to themselves in humanity, nothing. And yet he picks them out as the ones he protects. Yes. He executed judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry. Those in need, he gives them what they need. Right. The Lord looseth the prisoners. Those who are kept in bondage, he frees them. He wants you to know these things about him. Amen. The Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. Yes. Tell me a man that can do that, a man that can give sight. No one. That's the power of the Lord. 
The Lord raiseth those that are bowed down, those who are weak, those that are in full sorrow. He brings them up. Tell me a prince that can really do that. Any man. The Lord loveth the righteous. If you are righteous, he loves you. Why do you need to hope in anything else? Trust in the Lord. The Lord preserveth the strangers. Now, this is an Old Testament passage. Those strangers are people who are not of Israel. Now, they're worshiping the Lord. They want to be with his people, but they really have nothing. They've given up where they belong naturally, and they've gone to a place that doesn't accept them because they are strangers. They're not Jews. Yet, he preserves them. He chooses those unfortunate people to watch over. He relieveth the fatherless and widow, those who have had the greatest things taken away from them. He watches over them. He cares for them. Now the question is, okay, he does lots of good things, but what if something bad happens to me? What if something bad comes my way? The way of the wicked, he turneth upside down. He is capable of judging. He is capable of taking vengeance on those who do wrong to you. You have nothing to fear whatsoever. And then we come to, honestly, in the end, I'm going to have to say it's probably the best part because in the end we've seen, okay, man, how much can he help? Nothing. God, how much can he help? Well, here's all these examples. Man dies. Well, what's the response from God? The Lord shall reign forever. Even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. Man dies. Why put your trust there? God lives and reigns forever. Why not? Brethren, we have a glorious statement of logic from God through his psalmist for us. And the question is, where is your trust going to be? Well, we've already ruled out anything short of finding a great man to rule, to help you. And I don't think any of us really know any princes, any monarchs, really any governors or presidents to watch over us. So why are you going to look at this side? Why are you going to look at man? Why even bother? We have the Lord who excels in every way and exceeds every man that there has ever been. And our conclusion should be, we put our trust in the Lord. And our conclusion should be, as the psalmist ends, praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah.